Hello, and welcome to Quadrivia, the podcast that takes you a step beyond trivia and into the minds of the people who craft it. I'm Jay from Smarty Pints Trivia. I'm James Key, the trivia nerd from Louisville, Kentucky. And I'm Tipster, host and land penguin at the Pinnacle Larder, floating somewhere out in the Antarctic Ocean. And welcome to the episode. Um, it's It's been a week. Uh, really has and james james every time i talk about you i'm finding that i'm i'm putting that that very specific the trivia nerd inflection on (laughs) every time i reference you in in a conversation it's just so infectious how have you been well i've i've been doing all right um I'll tell you that uh, exciting news, if you were listening to this podcast a few weeks ago, you might have heard me celebrating that I had a new venue that I was hosting at. Well, I'm not there anymore. They decided to put it off until possibly October, but me being the busy beaver that I am, I decided to go out and get another venue. So I have just closed on one uh, week, first week of a new place. And it was, uh, you know, as successful as a first week usually is. Uh, You know, a little bit of a low turnout, but the teams had fun, and I'm looking to ramp it up. So that's that's how my week has been going. How about you all? Uh, I mean, I found out that I've got a very special message to record some point this week um, for one of our new uh, patrons, Patreons. What do you call them? What what do you call people who, who Patreon to to you to to your to your thing? I don't know, um, but yeah, I, I think they're patrons. I patrons. Think they're yeah. patrons. Okay, that that makes sense. That makes a lot more sense. Um, but yes, uh, Quadrivia has a Patreon and a new logo now. A lot has happened in the past week, um, uh, and uh, we've just had um, someone sign up and say that they want their their special message to be from from the penguin so that's that's happening this week i need to i need to penguin up i also need to get ready for my my flailiversary uh my my first year birthday of the pinnacle larder so that's it's all happening Ooh, congratulations very nice yeah yeah i didn't think i i didn't think this would go on free like when i started out doing this it was very much a uh, we'll do this a couple of times, see how it goes, and it's been a year now, uh, and I'm I'm rapidly heading towards like ridiculous numbers of questions written, um, and it's 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 worrying. <laughs> it's 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 that thing of <laughs> oh oh I th- this is uh, I've done one thousand seven hundred and fifty questions in the time oh that I've been gosh. going. Um, I, you know, I mean, I would do uh, only like annual type shows and I would do a few a year at like 100 questions each. And, you know, actually, I'm, I'm getting into the whole weekly trivia thing again. And, you know, I'm doing about 45 to 50 questions a week. So, you know, if I go a year, that's two and a half thousand. Yeah, that's yeah, that is absolutely nuts to think about. Yeah, yeah. It really does add up, and like I, I've been doing this, I think since 2015 or 2016. Uh, I just checked my website: 28,119 questions. 
How have Holy you been Lord. this week, by the way, Jay? <laughs> I know that we kind of brushed over you a bit, but how? how oh, things, it's okay. How have things? I'll been? be the I'll be the quiet guy in the back. Don't worry. No, things are going good. Uh, Twitch seems to be kind of ramping up a little bit. I thought it'd be going the other way with uh, bars opening and stuff, but uh, maybe if people. You know, they, they got vaccinated and they went out to the bar and they said, hey, I'd rather sit in my basement and <laughs> just play on the computer instead. So <laughs> maybe that's what's going on. It's Oh, there's something to be said for just, you know, vegetating in mom's basement in front of the computer screen, <laughs> getting your tan from the spare electrons that are flinging out of the atmosphere there. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how I got my beautiful pale complexion. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. I really am. Considering I've spent m- more than f- like half my year in one room in my in my house, uh, it's it's definitely uh, <laughs> I definitely don't have a tan. I don't tan well either. I I I don't tend to tan. I'm either pale as anything or or like sun ripe tomato. Yeah, uh, same. It's I I don't tan, um, but then again, whoever heard of a penguin tanning? <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> you know what we need to do is we need to uh, get on the boat and uh, sell some vitamin D to people because I mean no one's out there. You know they've they've missed a whole year of sunlight probably, and they uh, they probably need it. So uh, be sure to look on store shelves for Quadrivia's vitamin D. <laughs> I mean, hey, we've, we've gone on a wait. year. We're branching out. Patreon level? No, we won't. <laughs> I'm sure there's probably some, you know, there's... like government regulations. We probably can't give away vitamins. <laughs> I am not a medical or legal professional. I do not endorse this. Like. <laughs> Might be a, a just, few FDA approvals to jump through there. Just, just, just buy them from the local Holland Barrett, slap a sticker on them, and you're done, I suppose. But <sighs> <laughs> who wants some secondhand vitamins? <laughs> right. Oh my God, it's Peckham Springs uh. all over again. Uh, <laughs> and to the to the five people who listen to this episode and get that reference, well done. Uh, <laughs> Oh my goodness! Um, so we're we're taking a bit of a dive into the world of pub trivia culture this week, um, and I guess the first thing that we should kind of talk about is why people go to pub trivia. Why 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 go to a bar and do the quiz thing and get points and possibly win prizes? Why is it why is it a thing? What's attractive well, I, about it, you know? I, you know, I, I guess the first thing that may, maybe to broach that subject is how many of us three uh, have gone, you know, regularly to pub trivia or have done it. You know, I mean, it, it's kind of odd. There, are, You're going to find hosts out there that maybe aren't really fans of playing it, but really enjoy the hosting aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm kind of on that side of it. Uh, I do enjoy going out to any kind of big trivia show that I can or, you know, here and there for weeklies. But, you know, when you're hosting it, you know, there's the time issue plus the, you know, not, 
oh, you almost want to stand up, you know, sometimes when, when you're at a show and the host is doing something not the way you do it, and you're like, ah, but, but actually shouldn't you say this or, or something like that. Uh, so anytime that I like to go for myself, though, it's, it's because of that whole ingrained game show uh, contestant in me. Uh, I mean, you, you know, you can you get to win prizes, even if they are just, you know, gift cards to the pub. You know, you get to come back again and enjoy a drink or an appetizer. Uh, so th for me, it's that's the excitement of it, the competition and just being able to play. I, I'm competitive, but I completely understand that I'm probably not going to win. Yeah, you know, I would say I'm kind of in the same boat, like as as a host, I, uh, I enjoy writing the questions and looking things up and, uh, I enjoy hosting it. But when I go out to play, you know, I know I'm not going to win. I, uh, and you guys will see that when we get to the game later on, <laughs> <laughs> but I know that I'm not going to win. I'm really just there for the social aspect more than anything. And I think it does kind of boil down to a couple of different groups of people. You've got the, uh, the hyper competitive teams that are out every single week. They're racking up points and, uh, I've even had people at my game where we have a max team size of eight uh, for the live venues and they will cut people if they're not performing <laughs> and wow. replace, them, wow. yeah, and replace is... them with other players. You know, like if they have two guys that are really good at history or something, Hey, we don't need two history guys. You're out. Yeah. We're going to get someone <laughs> with pop culture in. Oh, so my... there's definitely the cutthroats. Um, but then I think there's people that just want to have fun. You know, you just want to go and uh, have a few beers Maybe get a plate of nachos, try to get a couple questions right, but you're just there to have fun. So I think there's kind of two camps. Yeah, I I don't think so. I've, I've in all of the pub pub quizzes that I've been to, I've not come across a team that has specifically cut people from their numbers to make way for a better player. Um, but at the same time, I know that there are people that are kind of ultra competitive of those pub quizzes um there, there's definitely been a few places i've been where i recognize because because i occasionally you know would do a di go to a different night because the night that we were originally going to do it we had something else on uh, we'd go and do a different pub quiz night um and we'd recognize another team and we'd be like wait do you just do you just tour around every night is that <laughs> and yeah there are teams that do do that like that they have their calendar booked five nights a week they go around they sit at a pub quiz um thing and it's their it's their kind of way of spending time outside of work having fun as a as a hobby um unless it's kind of a social thing um well yeah you know I got to tell you, um, I actually ended up on a mailing list, uh, probably by accident, but uh, I was asking a team that I've seen at some of the shows I had hosted for some of the Catholic schools that I've done shows for and uh, you know, said, what are some of the other shows you go to? And so they must have just pop popped me on their mailing list and they would have a schedule of every school and church and probably, you know, some sports bars and things here and there. And they would say things like, like if they ever had one where they would tell you the categories beforehand, they would be like, uh, Hey, Simon, you're good at sports. Why don't you come on the 23rd to this place? 
you know, and then ne- the next day, Linda, you're really good at, you know, royalty and history, and they're going to have a category on that. I mean, they would schedule the, the people based on their categorical knowledge. And I'll tell you, this, this was a very good team. They were the serious ones at the shows. They were the ones that brought their own notepads, and they would sit silently after the question was asked, and they would all jot down what they thought the answer was, and then they would rip it off and pass it to the captain. The captain would look and... <laughs> See who said what? I mean, serious stuff. Uh, and I don't know that. So that is a very extreme of the playing to win group that I have seen out there. I just got a. I just got a comment when you're talking about teams bringing their own paper. I would at the end of a season of trivia after 16 weeks, I would do a round of the hardest questions for the previous 16 weeks. So this would be, you know, hundreds of questions. The team that would always win, they would write down throughout the season, they would write down every single answer to every single question, memorize them, and then on the last night, they would just have all the answers memorized. So they would at least <laughs> oh have a gosh. pool. They would at least have a pool of answers they could, uh, you know, pull from <laughs> for my hardest uh, question night. So yeah, some people go a little nuts with it. Oh my god! It sounds like some sort of trivia racket they've got going on. <laughs> well, well uh, you know. Uh, that it, it is a little bit because some of those shows that they would go to could have uh, decent cash prizes. You know, uh, pub trivia being one thing where you might get gift cards, but some of the, the bigger events where you might be doing fundraisers, I mean, there could be hundreds of dollars in cash prizes for first place. So they they were there to win for sure. That yeah, That is... In the case of my my big team here, they were just winning a, a keg of beer uh, once a semester. So it means they simply <laughs> never had to pay for beer at this bar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, that's that's an attractive proposition. Beer, beer for life, just provided <laughs> your your you you do do the trivia good. It it's late. Words words are difficult over here on the iceberg. <laughs> um, but yeah that. There is quite a, a a sharp dynamic between teams, um, and I feel like there is this perception that pub trivia. I don't know how it is over there, uh, but at least in the UK, there's this perception that pub trivia is is hard. It's you know nails. It's and I don't share that preconception a lot of the time and that that might be because i've done a lot of it and i kind of know how it works it might also be because people's experience of pub trivia outside of pub trivia is watching you know uh eggheads and stuff like that those kind of pub quiz champions um and seeing they're really smart I don't want to go up against somebody like that, you know? Uh, Some people might even be looking at, you know, Jeopardy or something, and, and you're maybe that's not your bag. You know, you're, you sit there and you watch uh, Jeopardy questions and you can't quite answer them, but not realizing that, hey, you could also go out to a, a Star Wars trivia night or a Harry Potter trivia night, and maybe that is a little bit more in your, your realm of knowledge. Uh, you know, I think that, the types of games that are put on, like you say, even if they're not necessarily themed, uh, sometimes you'll find that 
certain trivia companies or hosts might end up doing certain ways of, of asking questions that's just a little bit easier for you and your teammates, or maybe they just hit upon certain categories a lot. Uh, the company that I work for for one of my shows, they tend to do a lot of, you see a lot of flag questions, a lot of <laughs> what we'll call halftime bonuses that involve the chemical elements and uh, geography like cities and states and countries that have, you know, the biggest population, the largest land area, the, you know, the most vowels or uh, lots, you know, like the sports questions of certain kinds always come up. So, you know, it could just be that it's the kinds of questions you hear from certain places, certain companies and the way they do things. Uh, that's, you know, at least that's from my own personal experience in it. I mean, a lot of what you've listed there to me is pub trivia staple. It's your bread and butter. It's, it's what you'd hear at a standard British pub quiz as well. Um, I feel like there are definitely, there certainly appears to be a much more academic side to it. Um, but then again, I've been to places where it's it's kind of a 50-50 split between your academic sub subjects and your more kind of pop culture stuff. Um, and sometimes you can walk in a place and just you can just predict what they're going to ask about this particular subject, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Like there are certainly tropes that are that some of the more mainstream companies stick to. Well, um, do you, you know, I, I guess the, you're right about that, uh, considering what I just said about the things that you say are the staples uh, seeming to come up a lot. I guess in a way, if you're going to be writing questions like a, a company would be and sending them out to multiple hosts, multiple venues, you know, you might be doing a lot of research on that one subject and you can probably, you know, you're going to pull a lot of questions about the chemical elements and their symbols and, you know, some of the oddballs and the single letters, the double letters and spelling names with them and things like that. So I guess, you know, it, it just makes sense to get kind of a pool of questions and then just kind of uh, disseminate them outwards, uh, you know, week after week or, you know, skip a couple weeks every uh, so often so that you're not you know, getting too stale with it. Yeah, and there's definitely some of those, uh, I'd say, low-hanging trivia fruit uh, topics as well that I think pop up from time to time. And like you said, with the per uh, the periodic table like and elements, um, there's just so many things you can kind of go off of there. Do you feel that the there are other tropes and subjects that are hit upon a lot? Uh, you know, I mentioned flags, and I think I heard a, a titter or two from one of you. Uh, you know, is, <laughs> yep. vex, is vexillology uh, something that you see or something that maybe you ask about a lot? It's it's a standard picture round, um, you yeah. know, which country are these flags from? Or um, another standard picture round is name these celebrities from their faces. Uh, that's, that's a standard staple as well. Um, and I think I the, know. 
Sorry, I know for uh, for me, a big one too is just name the song an artist, but this time it's covered on the kazoo. This time it's covered on the accordion. This time it's the classical <laughs> wait, rendition. Wait, wait. I've, I've probably uh, done at least 200 rounds of trivia that uh, are just songs that I know you've heard, probably most of the times the same songs, <laughs> but all on different instruments. So I, that's, I, that's one for me. I love that little twist though, because name the song and the artist is is again a pub trivia staple it's basically what the music round is every week at most of the pub quizzes i've been to in my area um uh the the only the only time i've ever seen someone do something different with a music round at a local pub quiz um was when they went this is a music round but it's actually a picture round here's some famous album covers who 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 did it? Who did the album? So, um, do you find that picture rounds are definitely going to be in every pub quiz, or what percentage of pub quizzes, uh, let's say in the UK, do you think have a picture round? I'd say you're you're looking at least seventy five percent. Um, will have at least some picture element, not necessarily a picture round, but some some form of picture question in there at least i'd say at least 50 percent of them have a you know picture round where it's that thing of you you enter your team you get the picture round sheet and you the idea is you do it over the course of the quiz you do it whilst you're waiting for other teams to get in and sit down and everybody's getting drinks in you do it during the halftime break it's something to kind of debate over and then you hand it in at the end um and that's that's when it gets marked. You've got the entirety of the quiz to do this picture round. So it's that thing of any time you're not doing anything, you should be thinking about this picture round. Um, <laughs> like that, and I I can't fault them. That's a good way of doing it because it's like here's here's something to keep, to to chomp on whilst you're waiting for the next thing to come up. Um. Uh. But yeah. So have I been doing them wrong at some of my shows, so to speak, where I will just make the picture round one of the basic rounds where I will show a picture one at a time and do 10 of them. Uh, and they're probably going to be on projector versus on paper. Uh, now, granted, it's been a little while since I've done this, and I'd probably go to using printouts uh, in some of the cases, but... In general, I would have picture rounds as just a regular old round where it's not something that people have a long time to think about it. It's more of your team better know it or move on to the next one. I So I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just that, that that feels like a pub trivia staple over here is the, the idea that the picture round is something that you, you kind of chew over... Um, It'll be, it'll be something that you you kind of have to sit there and you go, I know that person or I know that thing, I, and I just can't place it, and it's gonna bug you for the entire blooming <laughs> night, so that every single second you're not thinking about the question that's being asked, you're thinking about that person with that face in that film who did that thing. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a way of doing it. And it's kind of the standard way of doing it. 
Um, I've never done halftime rounds. I've never done pre-show rounds. Um, so I haven't. I've never done a picture round in the traditional fashion. Um, mainly because uh, there's no real reason to do it. People are at home when they play my quiz. They have other stuff that they could do in front of them. Um, and the stuff that's going to be a hell of a lot more useful to them than trying to work out who that person was in that film at that time doing that thing. So, well, so uh, Jay, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, what are you doing with pictures? So, yeah, my picture rounds are always just, um, yeah, just a round of the trivia. But I have once or twice seen the uh, the handout method, not here in Regina, where I'm from. Um, anywhere I've seen it here, there always has been a picture round, but it's just been a component of a, a PowerPoint presentation or something like that. Um, but I did just want to say that although I haven't done picture handouts, I've done kind of an equivalent with some other goofy things. Okay. Um, there was uh, one time I went to the dollar store and got a whole bunch of decks of cards, and it was by the time we get to the end of intermission, whoever can make the tallest house of cards on their table is going to get a picture <laughs> of beer. Um, I also have done uh, tell everyone to go and download some really cheap, really crappy uh, free game off of uh, you know the marketplace on their phone and whoever has the high score. And then the uh, zaniest one that I did, and this is, again, just to keep people kind of uh, active during the break and between rounds, the goofiest one I did, I went to a thrift store uh, and found every uh, <laughs> every filthy book that I could find, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, no. all these uh, all these romance books, and then uh, put them in a big box. And I said, uh, whoever can find, uh, and then gave them some filthy words to look through the books for. So people would have to uh, sit there and flip through the books, trying to find these words. <laughs> it was the first team to, to find something, uh, something kind of gross in one of these books. So although I haven't done the picture handouts, I am a fan of, of keeping people, I guess, involved uh, in between rounds. I read about that on some trivia companies website that they have some stunt or something that they do uh and and it's like i really couldn't think of what kind of things would even sound like fun to do but man those examples are (laughs) amazing and i think that that's the kind of thing that you should probably have especially at maybe not uh, you know if you do it at a weekly show man that seems like that would be a a hell of a lot of work but if you can do it more the power to you but uh maybe doing that at at some of the more uh you know rarer shows might be a great idea yeah i i can hear james's cogs whirring now just kind of how do i incorporate this into into my next charity gig because mm-hmm. as that's long as thing. you offer them beer they'll do anything they'll sit there and <laughs> any any mindless task oh, that you give them, well you know uh, I mean, that's actually something that they would do on their own is they would just start building beer can pyramids, you know, and, <laughs> you know, that like it was really only two tables competing with each other. But my gosh, they were slamming them back and building them up. And, you know, <laughs> I, I didn't give them points or anything, but <laughs> it, it was it was fun to watch. So I, I don't 
I would I wouldn't encourage that to be like drink up everybody, but you know <laughs> maybe. Uh, but well, uh, uh, anyhow, but. Yeah, I, like you say, uh, the cogs are definitely turning in my head. I'm going to mill over that and come up with some ideas. I can't even begin to think what on earth I do. I mean, I, I don't even do it in a live <laughs> venue anyway, so it's it's going to be difficult regardless. Um, uh, but, yeah. Uh, right, other pub trivia kind of staples. Teams. Teams and team names. Oh, man. <laughs> I think we've got a long list. In fact, I know we've got a long list because some of yep. these are the names of our Patreon tiers. <laughs> <laughs> like Trivia Newton-John, Tequila Mockingbird, Quiz in My Pants, Better Late Than Pregnant, My Drinking Team Has a Trivia Problem, and We Thought This Was Speed Dating. Um, but uh, the, the, the team name is certainly something I'd class as a pub trivia staple. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I will say every single one that you listed off, I have seen more than once before <laughs> at different <laughs> venues. Uh, there must be a list on the internet out there somewhere called witty team names. <laughs> and it's got all oh. of those on it. Oh, yeah, they, there is. I Googled it before. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, there's there's a few that we have over here that are very popular, like Quiz Teamer, Aguilera, um, Norfolk and Chance, just stuff to get the the host saying stuff, like Big Fact Hunt. I have a Big <laughs> Fact Hunt that comes out every single week to Twitch trivia. <laughs> And as I'm going through all the scores, I always have to stop on that one and really, really, really try. <laughs> having having accidentally said that word uh, on radio whilst talking about a certain politician, uh, <laughs> we okay. In in politics at the time, there were two Jeremys: the one that led led the Labour Party, Corbyn, and the Minister for Health at the time, Hunt. Now, what happens when you start saying one, realize that you're talking about the wrong one and hard swerve into the other is uh, something you have to profusely apologize for. Otherwise, Ofcom will will start chomping at the bit. Uh, are, there, are there any other classic team names that you can think of that we haven't talked about yet? So... I pulled some numbers here uh, just, just because I have the website that I use at my disposal. And for some reason, the number two team that came up is Titanic Swim Team. <laughs> I have had that uh, before. So it is not just for you. It, it's, again, probably one of those that you'll find on a clever team name website out there. It's it's got to be somewhere because yeah, number one, I thought this was speed dating. I have a vivid memory of seeing that four or five hundred thousand times at <laughs> trivia. <laughs> but the uh, the Titanic swim team, I have no memory of seeing that, but apparently it's popped up quite a bit. I I, I don't get the appeal of that name though. It's is it just me? I don't find that name eh. funny or witty. It's yeah. I mean, and just doing a Google search on that itself. Plenty of T-shirts. Oh <laughs> um, my goodness! So it it's probably more than just a team name, but it's just a 
you know, haha, clever, look at us, you know, kind of a thing. Um, I, there's, huh, there's one now I've hosted at various locales. I've told you, you know, Catholic schools, but it's adults only. So you can get away with almost saying anything, but there are also sports bars, which are family friendly. And it's like, you gotta, you, you can't say certain things because there are children around. And, you know, one of the team names that came up was, I wish this microphone was a BBC. And I'm not talking about the British Broadcasting Company. <laughs> <laughs> Nor was it abbreviated. Um, so I just, uh, you know, I just made it. So I said, I wish this microphone was a big ice cream cone. That's right. An <laughs> ice cream cone. I mean... <laughs> I know that they're just, you know, some drunk frat boys out there saying, ah, you're going to get them to say it or something, you know. And, yeah. and I know it's nothing that's trying to, you know, honestly get me in trouble. But uh, it's like, come on, I can't do that. There's only certain, you know, there's certain limitations to what can be said across an entire, you know, sports bar and and uh, restaurant. So I'll pass. Yeah, I find my strategy is kind of the same as, as yours is just just change it to something that's maybe recognizable so they'll know that you're talking about them. But uh, yeah, try not to play into it too much. I wish I could think of the one team that they kept trying to get me to say something and I kept purposely like mispronouncing it or acting like I couldn't understand what they wrote down. <laughs> and they just kept like scribbling angrier on every answer they turned in. You know, was it something so, like Michael Hawk, but you can call me Mike? So it's probably something like you know, and and I'd be like, uh, so it's the, uh, the it's the Miguel Hawks or something, you know, and <laughs> no, they would ang angry writing. No, it's Mike. Yeah, so it, it you know that's actually something. Uh, to bring up uh, as well, you know, what kind of atmosphere do you have in a pub quiz? Is it always serious? Is it always playful? Uh, is it going to depend on the venue? I mean, obviously, there are going to be places where you can't act one way and you might be able to act another. Uh, so surely, you know, there's got to be something you can say about that. Well, I think a lot of it comes down to the host at the end of the day. If they're part of a big kind of quiz conglomerate looking at nobody in particular uh then um it does feel a little bit more regimented and not serious but kind of run of the mill um uh you do get serious pub quizzes in the uk you do you do get them there is a you know a pub quiz league and that's the reason why there's pub quiz champions and stuff like that but mm -hmm. um a lot of them tend to be more laid-back affairs i tend to find it's it's you and your mates going to the bar to play trivia and yes uh d depending on the bar sometimes it will be a member of the bar staff who is just standing there reading questions and they don't really provide much in the way of patter or entertainment between them uh sometimes they'll have a bit of a a bit of a back and forth and, and kind of banter with the teams. Um, 
Uh, it really depends on the venue and it depends on the host. And I think if you're dealing with a very... There was one place uh, which was a... I want to say it, it's like, it was like a cult sci-fi bar. Um, it was a geek bar, basically. And their host was just like... The, they were on top of their references. They were on top of everything. You you wrote an answer that was like smart-ass or showed that you you had kind of... You knew what you were talking about, but you just didn't get to it. They would, they would play off that. Um, but a lot of places, it's just run of the mill. We're going through the going through the motions because you're here for the quiz, not for the entertainment portion. I suppose. Yeah, I can I can kind of equate. See, it, this is just me. I always equate everything back to game shows because that's what I do. But it's a lot like Family Feud over here in the United States. Uh, now you know started off with Richard Dawson, pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, every once in a while, he would rib on you know contestants' bad answers here and there. And then uh, once he was done and retired, then we had a new host. His name was Ray Combs, and he was very energetic and very self-deprecating, and was uh, just a lot of fun. I felt like that was one of the better hosts. And then we had some various comedians come in and do a, a reboot, but then all of a sudden, Steve Harvey showed up, and it it took off it is like the highest rated game show syndicated over here now uh which it had been just a laying low for so long so you know sometimes it is about the host or in that case even you know like the venue that you're in and the way that you take the game and make it your own uh, and the way that you behave is going to make the players behave a certain way and you know, like you say, if you just got a guy up there, you know, just asking, you know, hey, what is the capital of uh, Saskatchewan? You know, uh, versus somebody <laughs> who's like, uh, hey, you know, I'm no, I'm going to get a lot of misspellings on this one, but that's okay, you know, you know, and, and plays it up. You're you're going to get a completely different quiz, even if it's the same questions. Yeah, it kind of changes the the energy uh, in the in the venue almost, and. Uh... I've say, I'd say I've been to some places where the host is kind of what the entertainment is and some places where the trivia is clearly taking the, uh, the center stage. And for me, I could kind of go either way, but uh, as long as the host is not alienating to new players, I would say. Because um, I've been to places like that where you go into the bar and it's your first time and you're like, hey, how does trivia work? Do it, who do I pay? Where do I get my scorecard? Whatever. Um, and then the hosts kind of just have their own kind of, uh, own kind of riff with the audience that maybe you're not part of. Um, so I'd say as long as it doesn't go that far, like a strong host can really bring a lot of, a lot of energy to the game. I, I really like when new teams show up actually. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, I, I, I still have, uh, certain, you know, I guess little in jokes here or there, maybe with a few of the teams, but I don't ever let that dictate the way the show's going to go or anything. I mean, I, I say, hey, we've got a couple, you know, welcome back to all of our regular teams. But hey, look, we got a couple of new teams here. We hope that they're going to be up to the challenge and let's go. And, and we start the game and, and just have some fun with it. Um, so you're right. Uh, I, I think that you got to be inclusive of everybody, even if you already have a rapport with 
a current crowd. If you can't bring new folks into the fold, then, you know, it's what's the point? You got to be able to to adjust a little bit for that. Mm hmm. And I find that that uh, really translates to the, you know, this, the online pub trivia experience too with, uh, with Twitch and uh, you know, the big thing you want to do on Twitch is really get your community built and kind of make a good group of people that are coming back every week. Um, and a good way to do that is with these in jokes and things like that. But then you also need to be really careful that when a new person drifts in and because it's online, they can be drifting in at any point throughout the night, who knows, you also need to be very, very approachable and make sure you're explaining the rules constantly um, and just really make sure everyone feels comfortable. Because I know you've got the whole bananas, ananas thing going on. At least you did last time I was in your stream. <laughs> I still do, and a lot of people probably don't know what the banana thing is all about. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I, I remember coming in the week after it happened and just being like, ah. Oh, 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 this is a thing now. Okay, yep, fine, sure. <laughs> See, and that probably made you feel real good because you knew what it was about. But to the new people, they're like, why is there a, why is there a banana with a happy face and so a pineapple with I, an unhappy I face? I wasn't there for the actual question when it happened. Um, but I could infer by what people were saying and what was going on, what happened. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like I need to explain now. <laughs> I, I mean, by all means, do. I'll, I'll be quick and not get too off topic. But I can't remember what the exact question was. But um, I ended up marking something wrong because it was a nana instead of ananas uh, for pineapple. Um, you know, translations of pineapple. And I marked it wrong and I cited some BS rule in my marking guide saying, well, you know, if you pluralize it, it's not it doesn't quite have the same meaning. And uh, my my group was very upset, so they demanded that I make an emote that is a very angry pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's that's the gist of it. so things like that that people are aware of. They they feel included and they're part of this this community. And it's like, hey, remember when he screwed up the pineapple question? But for new people, they're just kind of like, what the hell's going on? So the f a balance needs to be struck. The thing is. I don't think you get that in re regular pub trivia. That doesn't feel like part of pub trivia culture over here. The, I was about to, yeah, uh, say the same thing. I mean, like, Twitch. You, yeah. you you wouldn't have... I I haven't come across a place where, you know, you've got your DTQ uh, and uh, everybody boos the true or false question, you know, which are Jason's kind of staples. Um, and, and they're kind of memes almost um i you don't get that over here at I'm, all you know i was trying to think of anything that i've ever done at a live show you know at worst um i might like if i find somebody who got something like way wrong or they completely misunderstood and put a, a wacky answer and I call them out on it. And, you know, I might call back to that later in the night and just have some fun with it, you know? Um, but pub trivia, I don't think has hmm, like how to put it as deep of a wacky culture as a Twitch stream seems to have. And I think that that goes for any kind of Twitch stream. 
gaming or trivia or whatever because you've got, you know, like you say, the emotes and you've got the redeemables, you know, like mm. uh, the simple ones like hydrate or sit up straight or, you know, wear a funny hat or something like that. Uh, you don't, boy, making me think, is that something we could <laughs> have at the, the pub trivia? You I know, don't like know. You, is there a way th- to do it? Um, throw a bag of poker chips you've been collecting at the host and say, stand up straight, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I want to make that happen now. I really do. I, uh, I kind of do, too, actually. I, uh, maybe maybe I, in a different time um, <laughs> we can go into the, the what should the f- future of pub trivia be. But, um, yeah, at the moment, I I... To, to go from new teams to old teams to not even regulars, but people who were there before you even started hosting your quiz. Teams like the Barflies Ooh. and Here for the Beer. Mm-hmm. What, what, do, what do people feel about those? What is, what is kind of... What's the reaction you get out of those people? Um, uh, Jay, do you have anything before I jump in? Because I've got a couple of uh, examples, but... I don't want to monopolize or anything, so. No, I mean, uh, all that I'll really say is there is always a bar team, and in my experience, at least where I've hosted, they always do quite well, and uh, I'm always a little hesitant if they're going to be winning the prize. Sometimes they seem to have the kind of wherewithal to know that, uh, you know, we probably shouldn't be drinking the beer that we're trying to give away as prizes, but sometimes they Oh, you're talking about people who work for the bar. Yeah, yeah, I guess... um, yeah, maybe I missed the point here. If you're just talking about uh, the regulars, um, then nothing to add. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, you do bring up a good point, though. Um, this is actually something I feel like we had a discussion about, maybe not on here on the podcast, but what if you want to include the bar staff in the game in mm. some way? Uh, at a venue that I host, every once in a while, a team might call over their waitress or their bartender and say, do you know the answer to this? <laughs> and since, since, you know, I'm completely independent of them and they're completely independent of me, they have no knowledge of the questions or the answers. So it's completely fair, you know, I guess to a point if, you know, nobody's ever said, Hey, you can't get help from the bar staff, but <laughs> I, I don't care. Um, so, you know, that's one way to look at it, but I've also, heard of places where the bar plays as a team Mm. and if they come in first maybe there's like no bonus that's to be given out but if you beat the bar then you might get a an extra pitcher or an extra five buck uh gift card or something added to the prize pool um i want to say maybe even like a weekly jackpot was introduced if like you know the bar doesn't make it in the top three or something i i'm just speculating and maybe even making stuff up uh, i was but, i was about uh, to say this is this is a cogswearing moment again isn't it this is very much maybe <laughs> i mean yeah maybe a little bit <laughs> um uh what was it uh, this is a casual reminder by the way tip your bar staff uh <laughs> especially if they give you answers to the trivia questions <laughs> like tip your bar staff um Players, of course, should tip bar staffs. Um, should trivia hosts, even if they don't get food or drink, 
I mean, I guess that would fit in pub trivia culture. Should the host tip the bar staff? So uh, I've always, I've always thought that it's a, a good thing to do, at the very least, just to maintain a uh, a real good relationship with the bar staff. You know, I I agree with that. I don't drink. Uh, you know, they give me like a, a water or a Dr. Pepper or something. You know, that's the most that I ever really bother to get. Um, when I first started at a place, you know, I'm just getting to know the place. I'm getting to know the people a little bit. And once I started to, uh, you know, get that rapport going, then I just, you know, instantly give back part of my payment that night you know, and say, here you go. It's just almost natural uh, to do that for me. Um, I've done it at a couple of places. Uh, and of course, the new venue that I'm starting at, uh, I don't think I even remember the names of the people that we're serving, but as I start learning them and they start, you know, uh, you know, we start getting friendly and, and know what to expect from each other, then I think that it's something that I just feel is a good thing to do. You know, if you use the word right, is it right to do it? Eh, I don't know. Some people say it might not be. I just say it feels good to do it. Once you get to know the bar staff, yeah, go ahead and, I, and throw them a fiver every night. I don't know why. So the thing is, there isn't really a big tipping culture over here. Um, there's, you know, people don't regularly tip their 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 bar staff they'll tip they'll occasionally tip you know waiters and people in restaurants and stuff like that but at a bar uh, it's it's uncommon it really is um and i i think that's a that's a crying shame really especially with the kind of abuse they have to put up with sometimes <laughs> um as a host um it's an odd one because in 90 percent of the venues i go to it's a member of the bar staff hosting the trivia a lot of the time um so have it you know having been brought in to do some i'm speculating here because i've never hosted live um but yeah no i i feel like it's a team effort at the end of the day you're not only bringing people into the bar but they're making sure that those people stay there to make you look good I feel like a there's a joke point. somewhere here about tipster not tipping, but I can't quite, <laughs> I can't uh, quite pull it together. Yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't quite, you know, can't quite find the punchline there, or the punch I, bowl. I don't know. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think it's fine. You know, if it's not in the culture, of course, I'm not going to say that that would be something that you should do if it's against, you know, what the norm is at, you know, in a country or even in a, a certain place or bar or whatever. Um, I guess there's also the flip side of how often the trivia host gets tipped. I know that there's a host on the co-op that I think, you know, they have, have a tip jar and get tipped regularly. And I think that that's fantastic. Um, I don't, put out a tip jar i don't you know hustle for tips or anything mm. um there was one guy that showed up uh for a couple of weeks with a team and 
he he was like, yeah, here's five bucks. Good job. Thanks. It was a lot of fun. I was like, well, thank you. It's like I I don't get tipped. You know, I, I didn't refuse it by any means, but it's I don't feel like it's uh, a normal thing for the trivia host to get tipped. It's happened to me rarely. Uh, so maybe maybe it's a cultural thing. I don't know. Uh, if I put out a tip jar, maybe I'd do better. Uh, I don't feel like that's what I want to do, though. Well, I think um, the inherent yeah. act of putting out a tip jar kind of shows that it's a thing that is done. Not necessarily that is expected, but it's a thing that's done to the point where you need a tip jar, right? Um, and that will change the kind of psychology around it about people being like do you do you tip trivia hosts is that a done thing you know um i i couldn't possibly go any further than that because as i said i my whole my whole gig system is based off tips because i run trivia in my own bar floating on an iceberg you know it, it i my whole quote-unquote business model even though this technically isn't a business is based off tipping it's based off people's kindness and generosity i don't get paid by the bar because i it's, it's my bar um at the end of the day um so i think that's kind of the kind of the difference yeah like i when i do live events i'm always paid by the bar and i just kind of think of it as the the players are paying the bar for beer the bar is paying me and that's how i am getting money from the players in a roundabout way um so for a live event i've never put out a jar or anything and only received a tip once uh which and i know i told this story last time i was on so i won't go into detail but got a tip once uh from someone that was attempting to bribe me for free answers um oh that was the only time and uh <laughs> But anyway, on on Twitch, totally different. Where that's that's your main source of revenue. So of mm. course I, <laughs> I dance uh, dance like a monkey for tips <laughs> on Twitch. <of> course. <laughs> um, let's move on to uh, another staple of the. Uh, unless uh, James, do you have anything more to say on that? Nah, I mean, I I was worried that it was going to cross over into the bribery thing, but you know, even if I got regular hundred dollar tips from somebody, it's like I, I'd just be thank you, uh, can't wait to see you lose next week again, you know, <laughs> or whatever. It's like it wouldn't matter to me. Um, so moving on to another pub quiz staple: uh, the idea of the social and the antisocial. The everybody got it right. Raise your glasses up. Take a drink. Is is that a thing that happens in real bars? At the places that I host, I don't bring it up very, very often. Um, it's because uh, honestly, sometimes like the first question that gets written for me at one place is supposed to be easy enough for everybody to get it. Uh, there is that very, very small off chance that not everybody will. Uh, but you know, I feel like that I probably have a lot of socials in some of my games and I, I don't mention them really. Uh, I might mention an antisocial. In fact, I will sometimes make it where it's not where everybody drinks or I drink as the only person I, I might even say, well, that was a, a rotten question. Why don't I give you another one and try to, you know, I'll give you half the points that you could have gotten 
on that one, you know, as a, uh, a mulligan, if you will. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but um, it is it is something that I've also seen in games that I've played uh, where the, the host will give percentages. Uh, I think Jason does that uh, because that is one of the wonderful things that Triv now does uh, as the software of our usage for a lot of uh, gigs around. Um, you can see exactly what percentage of the teams get it right. Mm. And I, I think that another host that I played at in a live venue had similar software. And when everybody got it right, he was right there. You know, oh, it's a social. Everybody take a drink. And, you know, I think that's fine. I think that's fun. Do you think it's not for me? I mean, it couldn't but, possibly happen in a standard pen and paper game, I feel. Where you f- so where you fill in your answer sheet, you give it across at the end. Like that's just going to result in people taking a shots continuously for like the next two hours. <laughs> I feel, um, but you know, definitely one Q one A. It's a thing that happens. I, I've not, but uh, one one question, one answer isn't really a format I've come across over here um, that much. Um, I mean, it's becoming more prevalent now that a lot of places are moving over to speed quizzing or smart quizzing or whatever they're calling it, whatever buzzwords they're using. Um, uh, Jay, if you, I mean, you do one round at a time, don't you? You do one round, submit, mark the answers, give yeah, out the scores. Yeah, I do 10 and 10. And uh, yeah, I use software that I've written myself here um, over the last, geez, like six, seven years. Um, but a big thing for me too is the percentages. So although I immediately know when it's a 0% or a hundred percent get rate or anywhere in between, I don't really do anything with it. Um, it's, if it's a freebie, that's what I call them when it's a hundred percent get rate. Mm-hmm. Um, I acknowledge it for sure. And I always call the zeros goose eggs. Um, I do give shout outs to teams where if, if one team is the only team, uh, playing to get the answer correct they get a little shout out um on the website but yeah i've never really done anything with the uh the socials or the anti-socials i think depending on how many teams you have can be a big thing even if you are doing it one question one answer um at one of the larger weekly shows that i've hosted which can have uh anywhere from 20 to 30 teams on good nights mm. uh I, you know maybe mentioning a social then might be something worth it. Uh, again, depending on if it's one of your family-friendly places, I don't know if that's something you want to oh, <laughs> be yes. yelling out on the microphone. Hey, you know, everybody take a shot. You know, mommy, what's a shot? Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, eh, you know, I, I, I definitely think it, it is something. It is something that you will see, but it is not... Uh, every host that's going to take advantage of it or use it. Okay. And then uh, kind of the final one that I had was prizes for best team name. Uh, I mean, this could be an actual prize. It could be a bonus um, going into the quiz. It could be something like that. Um, uh, I know it's something that's happened over here a few times. Um, in the few venues that I've been to, is it something that you you've kind of seen um, across the pond as well? 
I've definitely seen it before. Um, it's not something that that I do, um, just because I find with with a lot of my players, they're really in it for um, in in for the questions and the kind of goofy side games like this are good to have, but definitely kind of a secondary thing. And I would find that, you know, if I'm giving away a free pitcher of beer to the team name that I think is the funniest, and then they also happen to do the best, it can cause some problems. And I've also seen people who use it because I have done this in the past, I should say. I've I've also seen people who use it as an opportunity to be really offensive and maybe yeah. something that uh, you think is really funny and is really going to make me laugh. Um, either maybe it's offensive to me too, um, and more importantly, maybe it's offensive to someone in the bar, um, and I can't put that up on the scoreboard, and I won't put that up on the scoreboard. So in my opinion, I think it's kind of a good idea on paper, but sometimes it doesn't work out the best. There was a place that would give away... Uh, I'll just tell you, like for first, second, and third, it was gift cards in the values of 50, 25, and 20. So we're already talking about heavy prizes, yeah. and they would give away $10 for the best team name. So it was something that people were aware of and people expected. And, you know, that's a lot of people would start to get creative, you know. Um, th then <laughs> things, you know, started to get a little too political, um, offensive to maybe one side versus another, or offensive to everybody, or maybe something happened in the news that was tragic and some people would try to make light of it. And, you know, even though it wasn't technically offensive words being said, that combination just made the whole venue just go, oh, you know, and, and you just feel that grossness kind of wash over you and everybody um, they actually stopped doing that because of all of the offensiveness that was uh, coming up uh, they made it so that instead of having a, a favorite team name it was a uh, closest to the pin question uh, you know a numeric thing and everybody could submit a guess and that's where the $10 bonus went so uh, suffice to say the the creative team names dropped off drastically after that, um, you'd still find people that were interested in doing it. They knew that they wouldn't win anything of it, but, you know, it always is fun. Like, if you can come up with something yourself when you're playing that, that gets a laugh or a clap from the bar, it's, uh, you know, it's just something that, that feels good in your heart. So uh, <laughs> That's its own prize. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a moral victory, you know? Uh... <laughs> well, I mean, Jay, is there anything else in maybe uh, Canadian quizzing that's different than American or British that you definitely, you know, say, oh, I've been waiting to say something about it, but just no good time has come up. Uh, you know, not not really. I was going to touch a bit more on uh, on goofy team names, but I think I think we've talked about team names kind of to death here. So maybe I'll, I'll just leave well, it where it is. Uh, I'll tell you what. I've got one thing to say about it. So you start. And then I'll finish it, okay? <laughs> sure. Um, so yeah, with the with the goofy team names, um, and we were talking about teams that are, uh, you know, these repetitive team names that you see everywhere. But I also I keep track of every time a team changes their name, and this kind of ties into um, the best team names. And some of them will just run on a theme, and they come back every week, and you know it's the same team. 
but they have um, just a name that is is following the same theme but totally different. And one of my favorites was a team name called Awful Porn Parodies. <laughs> <laughs> so this would always then have a subtitle attached to it. So I'm looking through my list here, and I just want to see if there's any that aren't totally awful. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm putting my cup of tea down as a precaution here. Uh, all right, so... Let me, I'm just, I'm, I'm reading. So we had a Star Trek uh, week. So of course I've got Star Trek Deep Six Nine. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. Star, At least. Star, <laughs> Star At Trek least it... Enter Guys. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh, what else do we got here? Um, Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a, I think a twist on Disney. Awful porn parodies, Fievel Blows Best. Oh no! Oh no! Um, no! Bowling. Awful porn parodies: bowling for concubines. Um, <laughs> oh. So yeah, they've. I've got a list of about fifty in front of me right now, and some that are just quite disgusting that I won't mention. But uh, that's something I like that when a team does too. That when they just take kind of a, a theme and just run with it. Um, <laughs> I had another team. I called them the turd team because they'd always have turd in their name somewhere for whatever reason. So oh. close encounters of the close encounters of the turd kind. Um, I can't think of any others. They're not in front of me, but uh, I just, I like when a team does that and kind of has their own, own branding of sorts. <laughs> uh, you know, me and uh, Jacob Hine, uh, another host that I think has done an episode or two of the quadrivia here. Um, we have gone out to a few shows that are specifically video game theme trivias. And granted, I got this off of a uh, funny image or a t-shirt or whatever, but anytime we have a video game trivia, we are always two girls, one up. Oh, 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 oh. I did not need reminding of that. Oh, uh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had blanked that from my memory. Thank you very much for bringing that back. That's all right. Oh. <laughs> uh, th that wasn't even the thing that I wanted to mention. Okay. Uh, and actually, <laughs> I, I think that Jay might have the same thing. I don't know why it is, but whenever there's a team of senior citizens, they call themselves the misfits. <laughs> I've had this at uh, a current place that I'm at. That's their every week. They're the misfits. I then went to play at another place and there was a table of elderly folks and they called themselves the misfits. And I said, do you know the other misfits from the other place? They're like, no, we're, we're just the misfits. So I don't know if that's somehow a thing. I, I think it must be um, because, yeah, I, I looked it up here and I have seen the misfits um, at least twice i haven't done like a deep dive uh but at two different venues i've had the misfits and when i think back just in my memory here i do remember them both being kind of older teams because <laughs> these are teams <laughs> at venues like at charity events that i ran and i remember these just being <laughs> you know some older folks and uh yeah i don't know what it is about that name but uh <laughs> i've seen it well any uh players out there that go to pub quizzes let us know if that happens to be a thing where you are. Uh, so hit us up at quadriviapod at gmail.com and 
Let us know if you've got misfit teams out there, or frankly, if you've got any funny team names that are worth saying, maybe we'll collect a, a bunch of them and mention them on a future episode. I just I just made that up off the cuff, so uh, if any of the powers that be over the Quadrivia podcast have any problem with it, suck it, because... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm the captain now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I did I did say no. I'd take a back seat. That's No, I, yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't have given me control, tipster. <laughs> oh, James has gone power hungry. Uh... Here, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Why don't we go ahead and wrap up our talk here? I don't think that there's anything else that we need to mention about our topic at hand, right? I, I mean, mo- I think we've covered pretty much everything I, I wanted to cover. Um, what people Probably expect from the... Probably some things I didn't, yeah. Um, you know, what people's first impressions of pub quizzing is, what do they expect from their first time, some of the differences. Uh, I mean, we covered that very in-depth on a previous episode as well, but um, I feel it builds into pub trivia culture. Um, my, I, I just want to kind of talk about my personal experience with pub trivia. Um, a lot of the time it was with people that i was working with at a, a community um uh a community um uh organization we'd go to the bar after we were done we'd do a pub quiz and that was that was how we'd chill out after a stressful day's work really <laughs> oddly um uh so it's i don't think you ever see anybody going to a pub quiz alone over here You'll always have a group of people turn up. You'll never have someone turn up and be looking for a team. You know, funny you say that, but the, I've seen uh, people that play solo. I've had okay. people that play solo and win against teams. Um, they're, now, I've actually gone by myself to places, mostly for like, eh, you know, kind of reconnaissance or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I've... I've gone by myself and either played alone or asked a couple of guys, you know, if I could uh, join in with them. And they're usually pretty happy to to let me do it. Um, But, yeah, you know, I think for the most part, uh, most of the teams that I have, it's people that are there to, like you say, to unwind. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are there week after week. A lot of them, hey, if they can win, great, but they're really just there for the enjoyment of being there with their friends or their family or both and, uh, you know, try to win a pint <laughs> if they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay, Jay, do you have like similar experience? Um, do you have teams that play solo or teams? So I've, I've seen them before. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of in agreement with James here that, uh, there are some teams that, that play solo and I've seen it before, but it seems a little bit rare and the majority are folks coming out uh, in groups to kind of, it's a big after work thing too, like groups that um, are just trying to uh, add some some social life to their work life, I guess. Uh, When I was hosting at the university campus bar here, I'd have professors that would come out with their grad students uh, and they'd have a trivia team together and that was a good way to well, I mean, from the grad student perspective, probably a, a good move <laughs> you know, <laughs> to be drinking beer with uh, with your professor. Um, but then, yeah, I've seen a few people that will come solo and 
typically just jump on another team. They'll just kind of walk up and say, I'm really good at trivia. Can I play with you? Or, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, and that probably works sometimes, but what works even better is they walk up with a, a giant pitcher of beer and they say, this is for the table if I can join you guys. And then everybody says yes to that. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. That's smart. I like that. Yeah. Buy your way in is, is yeah. what I'm hearing. Uh, <laughs> I, I think we've, we've, we've definitely covered the the latitude of pub trivia culture if there if there's something you feel we've missed by the way if there's some big glaring thing that you feel is a a staple and a central part of pub trivia culture feel free to let us know um by dropping us an email quadriviapod at gmail.com or at quadriviapod on facebook and twitter as well um and we'll we'll pick up pick that up in a later episode um i think it's about time for our keyword challenge don't you think sounds like fun how does it work so uh i've never done this before (laughs) (laughs) our lovely community have we've asked them to submit keywords uh so this is on our website um or that email address that i gave you just now um and it could be any word or phrase whatsoever and each week we pick one of these out of the bottomless hat that we seem to have here at the quadrivia podcast and we attempt to write a question on it uh including that keyword somewhere either in the question or the answer um sometimes it goes well sometimes we spend eight minutes researching what on earth the topic is (laughs) And two minutes writing the question. Um, and this week, out of the hat comes one from Ginny Pond on Twitch. We're going to spend ten minutes trying to write a question about Raven. Raven is this week's keyword. Now, there have been keywords that I have said, ooh, there's a lot of different directions we could take it. And we all pretty much write the same thing. So I'm hoping... <laughs> that this time we can actually all pick a different way to take the word raven and make a good and interesting question out of it yeah this is this is definitely one of those that i'm already getting choice paralysis as to which way i'm gonna take this (laughs) (laughs) and the 10 minutes haven't even started yet I kind of got four or five ideas already. I don't know if any of them are any good, but <laughs> there's a few. Well, we've got ten minutes to find out, and in the meantime, here is Jason with the poem music to tell you a little bit more about how you can get in touch with Hey, welcome back, everybody. Looks like we're ready to do the keyword challenge here on this episode of Quadrivia. And now, tipster, do you have a keyword question about the word raven i do um and uh this uh, this might be uh very much in the vein of uh cory style or uh erin style but we're gonna go with it anyway okay so our keyword was raven and here's my effort uh Raven was a British children's fantasy game show hosted by James McKenzie as the aforementioned Raven, where warriors would compete in outdoor challenges to gain rings whilst risking their lives. 
This show's main antagonist was as tropey as you could get, with their name following the conventions of similar villains such as Uka Uka, Alucard, or Oddlaw. What was their name? I'm not really up on my uh, British kids' television shows. Um, <laughs> James, do you have a, a thought here? Yes, I do. Um, I, I'd like to hear the three villain names that you mentioned there uh, again, Tipster. Or I could look at, yeah, I can look at your, your question. He had mentioned Uka Uka, Alucard, and Oddlaw. And the one that stuck out to me was Alucard, because oh. I know. Do you know where that name comes from? Let's put it that way, Jay. Yeah, I'm looking at these now. Um, we've got uh, so we got Waldo and uh, Dracula backwards yeah. here. Yeah. So there's something going on. Um, yeah. So my thought is, since the name of the hero is Raven, then yeah. the name of the villain on the show is probably uh, the name Raven backwards, which would be Nevar or Navar or Never, Nevermore, maybe. But uh, that's what my thought is. Yeah, I'm in full agreement here. Now that I'm seeing uh, Dracula staring me in the face, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm good to lock in uh, Nevar, Never, something like that. You know, um, I. it's kind of funny, though, Tipster, uh, you put in Oddlaw, but that's not what you all call Where's Waldo? No. Because wasn't Oddlaw the villain or like the the doppelganger or whatever in, in the Where's Waldo series? Uh, yes. So we call Waldo Wally. Right. Um, but the villain is still Oddlaw because oh. Wally doesn't do well backwards. And you're right. <laughs> it is Neva. Um, Uka Uka is the reverse of Aku Aku, the... Um, the uh, the 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 um, mask from uh, Crash Bandicoot, uh, Alucard and Dracula. You caught that? That's from Cat the Castlevania series, um, and Waldo and Oddlaw uh, being from Where's Wally? Waldo, what, whatever they're called. That's why you can't find them half the time. They keep changing their name. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. This I honestly used this as an excuse to lever one of my favorite kid shows into a question. Uh, <laughs> Um, so uh, it's yeah, that's that's pretty. Uh, there's there's a there's a, it's it's a very tropey thing um, that happens, uh, and it's called straw cab, which is backwards backwards alias, um, where they take the name and they just reverse it because apparently it makes yeah. people feel. Um, smart when they work it out <laughs> you know um i i know that a lot of these uh children's fantasy game shows they always seem to to strike a chord with people um i we didn't i don't think that we had a whole lot of those over here in america at least of that kind i know that you all have the uh you know the crystal maze yeah i, I realize that's also for adults um we th there have been others and I and for whatever reason I can't think of any. But um, Jay, did you have any like that? Uh, you know, the kids' games where uh, they went on grand quests to try to win, you know, a teapot or. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, don't you have um? What's it? Uh oh, God! What's the jungle one? Um, 
uh, <laughs> are you thinking of Legends of the Hidden Temple? That's the one. I I don't know. Well, I don't know if I would call that a, a grand adventure. Yes, that is actually very popular. I think they might be doing some kind of a reboot of that possibly soon. Um, but I, I'm thinking of something that's almost more reality based, if you know what I mean. I'm. You know, I'm, it almost feels like a survivor a little bit or something. I'm just like realizing a kid, that we a kids version of Survivor. Yeah, we've just yeah. we've just done an entire podcast on this. Yeah. <laughs> and we missed it. Like obviously we need to revisit the topic because there's so many things oh, yeah. we missed yeah. out. Um for for uh, for listeners by the way, there is a bonus episode of Quadrivia After Hours um that will be coming out. Um I believe it will be coming out exclusively to our patrons. Uh, so uh, if you are um, wanting to get in on that, um, I believe it's the it's the uh, three dollar level. Um, so uh, the lowest tier will give you access to our bonus kind of. I don't want to say uncensored, but ramblings is probably the <laughs> best way to put it. it. This this episode was just me and James just waxing lyrical about game shows for a good two hours um and and will we go going out to our patrons so if you want to hear that uh patreon.com slash quadrivia um uh, it i mean it was a blast and i really want to do it again is what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> i didn't mean for this to be a plug but it ended up no, being I, a plug I, it worked well that segue was fantastic uh <laughs> back to the question hey, though say jay uh, do you feel that this was a well-constructed question? I liked it um, because, you know, I immediately asked you, hey, I know nothing about British children's uh, fantasy game shows. Um, but then it kind of had this other, this other means of, of, of locating the answer. And uh, for me, someone that I'll, I admit probably too much i'm not very good at uh trivia questions this is why i dropped out of learned league <laughs> it made me feel <laughs> too dumb um but i like that there was kind of multiple points of entry here um which i always appreciate that seems to be something that i think a lot of the uh well the co-op hosts at least like to do and i like to do that too i mean um because as i'm sure has been mentioned on lots of these episodes. I'm sure that the phrase you either know it or you don't has come up. And sometimes those questions are great because man, when you know it and you can, you know, like raise your hand and say, team, I've got this one. That's great. But you know, if everybody's just sitting there with dumb looks on their faces and no one can figure out any other way to get it, uh, then you're just kind of sitting there twiddling your thumbs until the next question comes up. So uh, yeah, being able to, suss out the correct answer even though i have never heard of this was uh, pretty clever <laughs> oh gotcha good. i need to i need to i need to start doing like a watch along of classic game shows or something at some point i feel like that is something that i feel I, I, we're getting back off topic again uh james save us from this what's your all right i've i've got a question for you Pascal the Chameleon was the animal sidekick to Disney's Rapunzel. Angus the Horse belonged to Merida of Brave. But whose sidekick was a raven named Diablo? I instantly know this. 
yeah, this is kind of the uh, the other way where I'm now feeling good because this is something I just cold know. <laughs> no, I'm, no extra points of entry, but uh, looks like we don't need them. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you have the glory here, Jay. Uh, what do you All think right, it is? So, so that is the um, the sidekick of the bad guy from uh, Sleeping Beauty, Maleficent. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Maleficent's raven was named Diablo. Um, did you know that from the original Sleeping Beauty or because I've never seen the remake with Angelina Jolie did she have Diablo the Raven as a a sidekick in that you know I've seen it but I I don't remember I need Um, to see that I have not seen Maleficent uh, yet Um, and I really should because uh, my my flatmate has been ranting and raving about it to me (laughs) Uh, so it's on the list. See, I, I was trying to make a bit of a tricky question by giving the princesses and their sidekicks and then <laughs> turn it around and look at that. It's, it's <laughs> the, it's the villain. I, the villain had the sidekick this time. I mean, Diablo kind of gives that vibe anyway. What with it being the devil? Um, yeah. but and, yeah. And wasn't, uh, in Cinderella, the evil stepmother's cat, I think, was named Lucifer. Yep. So. Yep. They're, <laughs> they're, they're very not subtle about these things, Disney. <laughs> like, you, 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 don't go, you don't watch Disney for its subtlety. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, there's, no, there's no aha moment at the end of a Disney film. You know, it's not, it's not like Sherlock or anything where everything suddenly makes sense. It's it's full open. You know who the villain is from almost the get go. You know who who the princess is almost from the get go, and it's just letting it play out. Well, I hope that I didn't make uh, you know even after talking about it. You know, it's either you know it or you don't. I mean, uh, you know, you can narrow it down. At least you know it's a Disney character <laughs> that yeah. has it. So mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think how many how many Disney characters have sidekicks obviously Mushu um, from Mulan um, well depending on you know what you call a sidekick I mean uh, I even have like a, a category of these as a uh, something I've written for for a show I mean I have Baloo the bear from the jungle book was the sidekick of Mowgli uh, uh, frozen yeah. you had Kristoff and Sven uh, I would say what else? I would say Olaf Frozen. Yeah, even uh, that's still a sidekick. I wouldn't call it a sidekick animal, but definitely is a sidekick. That's pretty much the definition of it. I mean, uh, Olaf is to Frozen what Mushu was to Mulan for sure. Comic relief, basically. Yeah, yeah. If you want to go the other way, you've got the uh, the Emperor's New Groove, where the uh, the animal has a human sidekick. Oh, that's true. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I don't know if there's. Yeah, I wonder if there's any others. We'll have to think on that. I mean, to see if. Uh, oh, hmm. Overall, I like the question. The way that you kind of led us into it, um, with. Okay, here's what I'm looking for. These are examples of what I'm looking for. Um, I realize that Disney is. Uh, you know, it's a pretty popular category yeah you almost feel like you can include disney in any trivia show and everybody's going to be okay with it i Mm -hmm. i mean 
I feel like we were led to believe it was definitely Disney, but it's never explicitly said that it's Disney, um, which is good. Um, so yeah, well, well played, good effort. Uh, Jay. All right, I got something short and sweet for you guys here. Um, no uh, multiple points of entry, unfortunately, so you're just going to have to either know it or don't. So while the narrator was Boris Karloff, it was Thrill Ravenscroft who sang the theme song to which classic TV Christmas special. Maybe I really should have emphasized the raven there. <laughs> Took some liberties with the rules. Uh, Thrill Ravenscroft. Well, rules are made to be bent and broken sometimes. Um... Now, actually, I don't know if... I, I definitely know that the character in question is known worldwide. I don't know if the specific animated special for this is beyond America. So okay. It, do you know it, first of all? You've Tim's lowered story. it down to animated. No, I don't know it. Um, I, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, it's an animated special from originally in the, I would say, 70s, I think. I'm just trying uh, to think it's, of any animated specials we have that have a narrator. Yeah, it's narrated, and there is a song sung throughout, uh, mostly like lyric by lyric. Like So every so often you'd get a lyric of the song. Oh. And then more okay. of the story would be told. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's kind of like a poem playing out, very much like, mm -hmm. very much like, um, oh god, what's his name? Was was there a <laughs> movie version of this? There were actually two movie versions of yeah. this. Oh, okay, it's that popular, um, and it's a Christmas special. So it's either gonna be, uh, it's not gonna be a Christmas Carol, from what you've told me. Um, although that would fit with narrator, I suppose. But you said it was animated, and I mean there is a narrator, but that's that's I don't remember Boris Karloff being Rizzo the Vat, um, or <laughs> or Gonzo. Uh, so no, no, no. no. <laughs> oh goodness! You, you want me to just give it to you because I, I do know this. I I've, I'm gonna get there, and I think it's it's okay. not Polar Express. Is it the Grinch? Yeah, it is The Grinch. Yes. Uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas was originally a 30-minute, thir I believe, uh, animated. Uh, was it yeah, 60? I'm, I'm looking 30, it up yeah. now. 25 minutes. I know it's shorter okay. than most people remember. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's just because we were all kids when we saw it, and our <laughs> time feels a little different when you're 10 right. watching this. Um, and granted, and yeah, 1966. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering if it was earlier than the 70s. Uh, it was animated by uh, Warner Brothers, so it has a bit of the, you know, the Bugs Bunny animation look to it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. Um, Boris Karloff was the one that just voiced over everything, because most of it was action versus dialogue. The, the Grinch did speak here or there but then Thurl Ravenscroft sang uh the song which I don't know if you would sometimes you hear it on the radio here during Christmas time but considering that the TV special probably didn't air or at least air very often over 
sees, uh, you probably don't hear that one. Do you know that song that I'm talking about? Uh, not. It's not coming to mind. I'm. It's well, Thurl Ravenscroft has a very deep voice, so it, it would sound like "You're a foul one, Mister Grinch." That's the, the so way the song goes. That was that was spot on. Wow, I, Thank I mean, you. that did make a return in the Jim Carrey version. Oh, it did. Um, I I didn't see the live uh, version or the newly animated one, so. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm just having a look now at this this version, and I don't think it was ever. Yeah, I don't think it was ever shown over here. Jay, I suppose you also know who Thurl Ravenscroft also voiced famously. Uh, it was someone great, wasn't it? Yes, someone very great. <laughs> oh, uh, which, which again, uh, I don't know. Because I know, like, for example, Lay's potato chips in America are called Walkers over in the UK. Do you all have Frosted Flakes with Tony the Tiger? Uh, so, you, so yes, we do. Um, Frosties. Uh, Frosties are more than good. They're, they're go, 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 right. Um, please, please tell me that on the commercials, that's the way the tiger sounds. No, they're good. They're good. They're great. Like, like a mix of Porky the Pig and... What a, what a, a dynamic Porky the pig character. and Tony the Tiger. <laughs> oh my goodness. No. Um although we did briefly have a a bit where there was a song done by I think it was an Australian kid um who got bullied to heck about that song. Um so they they they, they went back to Tony the Tiger very quickly. Okay. Um as for the question, um I like it, uh, maybe because I knew it, and I was kind of excited to see that. I feel like the thorough Ravenscroft knowledge needs to be uh, pushed out there more. Knowing who he was, I he he only like just passed away a few years ago, uh, and I think maybe that's where his name started to really uh, perk up into people's ears. Because I don't think that it was really uh, well known otherwise. It still may not be. Uh, but, and, and I don't think that a lot of people realize that Tony, the tiger's voice and the singer of the, the Grinch song were the same people, but boy, you think about it and they're like spot on with each other. Hmm. Yeah. I do think one thing this question could use is maybe that other point of entry and just say something like, uh, this great narrator or this great, uh, <laughs> singer, you know, that could be a little hint. Yeah. And, that. Uh, oh yeah. I mean. How well known is it that Phil Ravenscroft is the voice of Tony the Tiger, I guess, is the other question. Um, as to whether that's a useful hint. Um, well, I think what it could do is if you're saying great in your mind in that voice, you'd kind of be like, that sounds kind of like the guy from A Grinch Stole, Who Stole Christmas. I wonder if they're the same guy. Oh, okay. So. You're thinking, okay. Yeah, I can see that working. I, I'm a little bit kind of out of the loop on this one obviously um but i think it's a perfectly uh to 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 steal a phrase cromulent question yeah <laughs> it, and it's and much like better you, than the that's so raven question i was looking oh at, so. <laughs> I, I yeah i was thinking about that <laughs> i was that was on my list and i went no 
No, do you know what? This is this is something that needs to be talked about and shouted out because this this was classic childhood me. Uh, you know, I, actually, um, were there any other? Because I can think of one, maybe two other ways that Raven could have be t- could have been taken. Uh, were there any other ideas that you had? So uh, obviously, uh, Edgar Allan Poe, um, Raven sure. from uh, the DC universe. Um, Raven from um, oh my goodness, uh, I I had a few like I was kind of a I mean you could go down the bio- biological route as well, um, uh no those are magpies you couldn't do a question on that they're not <laughs> ravens. Um, I was also thinking about something about the uh, Baltimore Ravens. But then uh-huh. I was I was a little worried you guys might ask for follow up information that I would not be able to provide because <laughs> I'm not oh. a sports guy. Yeah, uh, but mean, um, if you wanted to do a really deep dive, you could definitely do a Dark Souls question around it. But like, yeah. that's not general entry, um, I suppose. You know, it, a good point though. Write what you know because if you know it, then you feel confident about your question. Yeah, that that's that's one of the tough parts sometimes about the keyword challenge is when you get something that you really have no idea about, uh, but then sometimes when it clicks that you can relate it to something from your own realm of knowledge, and it just feels so good to be able to bring it all together. Yeah, yeah, it's um, I mean that's why I go in a lot of the directions I do with the keyword challenge a lot of the time is. It's a to- it moves towards a topic I'm confident on, or it is worked in a way such that even if you don't know the specific topic, which most of the time I don't, that you can try and logic it out at least. Yeah. Um, so I think that we got three good questions tonight. I think we got three good answers from three really good trivia writers. So uh, let's have a vote, folks. Uh, which one did you like the best? Go to quadriviapodcast.com and vote for one of these three wonderful Raven questions, and we'll have some results for you sometime in the near future, hopefully. Um, I think that that wraps up our keyword challenge. What is usually the next item of business, tipster? So usually at this point we'd have a game uh uh, where one of our writers would bring in um, a series of questions uh, for our other uh, hosts, panelists, whatever you want to call yourselves, uh, to play. Uh, this week we're doing things a little bit differently, though. Um, what I've done is, uh, and this work, by the way, is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 international license um, from Pub Quiz Questions HQ. That's where I've taken the questions from. We're going to do things a little bit differently. Uh, I'm going to give our, our hosts here an answer, and uh, hopefully, through stumbling through stuff around that answer, they will trip upon the question. Uh, so we're, it's kind of reverse trivia almost. Um, we're going to see how this works. If it goes well, I might bring it back in a future episode. If not, it's going to go back to the lab again. Uh is probably how I'm going to work this. So are you two <laughs> ready to have some classic pub trivia questions thrown your way? You know, 
I'm I'm feeling good about this. I feel like I'm better at writing questions than I am at answering questions. So uh, maybe this will be in my wheelhouse. Okay. Right. It sounds like a very difficult Jeopardy, but let's go. So uh, what what I will do is I will start nudging you towards the correct answer if it takes you, um, it, you know, if it, if it's taking too long or you've got nothing to go on. I'll, I'll kind All of right. drop bits here and there. So uh, your first one, um, I'm going to start out by not even giving you the category, just the answer. Uh, 1984. Uh, I've got a really good idea on this, Jay. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm jumping to uh, George Orwell. Um, yes. So something about Orwell. Um, I'm also thinking about an Orwellian image, or set of images, if you will, uh, on the television that have to do with 1984. Ooh. Oh, that's a, something. Isn't that an Apple advertisement? That's the, exactly um, what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, smashing the the screen. Um, uh, the yeah, the trivia around it is that it only aired once, and the tagline at the end was "1984 won't be like 1984." Paraphrasing slightly. But oh yes, that is exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Okay, I will let you know that you were starting to go down the right road and then took a sharp left turn <laughs> when you said the word apple. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a lot simpler than that. <laughs> okay. It's a lot, uh, but when you're talking about imagery, you were almost there. Now right. I'm thinking like the Ministry of Truth and kind of maybe some aspects uh, Big Brother. from the book. Big Brother, yeah. Think um, think much, much, much simpler than that. Much simpler than that. I've got it. What year came after 1983? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we've grasped onto it that this is a it's literature a question now. Question. <laughs> uh, it's a very good question. What came after 1983? Well, <sighs> but you're you're getting there. You're definitely in the right ballpark. Um, and this is kind of a pub trivia trope over here. Um, do you want the answer, or do you want to hash it out a bit more? Uh, does it have to do with the author? Uh, nothing to do with the author. It's to do with the book itself. <sighs> Was it banned uh, over there or something? Yeah, like that? I, I instantly thought about censorship. Uh, not even. You're thinking way too laterally go simpler than that <laughs> oh my gosh i i feel like i can't i can't turn off the lateral uh, I, i'm like this is this is the point where we realize that we've we've dug too deep and we can no longer <laughs> kind of see the surface of the questions that we're trying um, to write jay i'm gonna tap if you have any other thoughts go for it and i'll see if i can go along yeah all, all i can really think about was like is there is there something on the cover of the book or something like that. Um, You're close with the cover, but just think a little bit deeper. Maybe a page deeper. Who published it? Uh, like two the, pages what, deeper, the, then. <laughs> like the uh, foreword or something? Like the... Not even not even the foreword. Ignore the foreword. Table of contents. Four pages deeper. <laughs> chapter one. Okay, good. What comes after chapter one? Oh my god, I almost, I almost said chapter two because... <laughs> okay, directly but, but after say, what's, chapter... What's the first oh, line? What's the, the first line in 1984? Line. Something about Winston, isn't it? 
Uh, Do you I, want? I don't. I don't know the first line of 1984. Okay. But so, that's where the question is. Yeah, that's where the question is. Which dystopian sci-fi novel starts? It was a bright, cold day in April, and the clocks were striking thirteen. Yep. Oh. I've, I've heard that before. I've used and, that at, at trivia before. Yeah. And yet, if if you were to just give me the quote, I don't know that I would have come up with it, but. Uh, you know, obviously, you throw that word dystopian in there, and, and yeah, yeah, dystopian sci-fi. It's like okay, it's one of two or three. Um, yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, this next one, uh, Brazil. <laughs> and this is the genuine answer and the genuine question. Okay. Right. Uh, I, I'm not. Should we go simple with it again, Jay? Try to go simple. I will. I will actually give you the category of this as well, because otherwise we're going to be here forever. Uh, it's in sports. Oh, okay. I was thinking of the uh, Brazil movie right off the uh, right off <laughs> I, the go there. So. <laughs> Me too. With uh, <laughs> with what's his name? He was Super Mario and uh, Roger Rabbit's guy. I can't think <laughs> Bob Hoskins, right? Yeah. Let's S- Super Mario and Roger instead. Rabbit. <laughs> Um, so we're talking World Cup stuff, yeah? Yes. Um, I guess probably which country slash team has won the most World Cups? Uh, you'd think so, but that's, I don't think, I don't know if that's correct anymore. Um, um, well then how about that most World Cups were held there then? Uh, it's not that. You're, you're close with mm. wins. Just think a little most- bit. Most appearances. Uh, uh, in the yes, final? yes. In fact, uh, that's that's pretty much damn on. Uh, as of twenty twenty, which is the only country to have taken part in every FIFA World Cup finals? Oh, are you kidding me? Every final? Uh, no, no. As in the finals stage. So. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, boy, getting up to the top two every time—that's pretty impressive. So, <laughs> but, qual- qualified see, for know. the final. I don't know how sports ball works, so. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest. Half the time, neither do I. We're in the same boat. Uh, so one, two, three, four, five. Uh, didn't Germany? No, they didn't. Okay. Yeah, Brazil have five. Germany have four. 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 Germany have four. Um, right. Next one uh, is Titan. Titan. Some things jump to mind. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah, so I'm thinking uh, Titan AE. I, that's not it, but that's what came to mind for some reason. <laughs> that okay. stupid cartoon. Um, Attack on Titan from anime, or then uh, also thinking of like, um, you know, like Greek or Roman myth, the Titans. Um, Clash of the Titans. The uh, Clash of the Titans, yeah. I loved that movie as a kid with the kind of terrible stop motion, but yet it, yeah, it was good. I like that one. But um, my thought is we're going out into outer space for this one. Okay. And Titan is probably the biggest moon of this planet, and I can't think of which planet it is. Hang on. My daughter, my daughter's in the room, (laughs) and she just kind of, with her mouth, went, Jupiter. So... (laughs) I'm going to, I'll go with that. So I'll say that Titan is the largest moon of Jupiter. uh, Or what is the largest moon of Jupiter? The answer being Titan. Jay? Um, Yeah, so Titan, I I like where you're going with this one. And I'm thinking it's maybe something to do with um, 
Or am I confusing this with Europa, the uh, the ocean underneath the surface? I think that's Europa. But I thought that Titan had some sort of potential for, for harboring life. Um, so that's that kind of where my head's going. That is news to me, is all I'll <laughs> say. Um, you're close. Uh, right, right idea, wrong planet. Uh, it's Saturn. What's the largest moon of the planet? Saturn by diameter. Ah, okay. Oh. Uh, I believe I gotta... largest moon of Jupiter's Ganymede. I want to say. It's like each of those planets has something special about their moons, and I know like one of them is Shakespearean characters. So uh, a lot of know, them, but... are, a lot of them are Shakespearean characters. There's only one planet, two planets, sorry, other than obviously Earth, um, that has its. Uh, moons named after um, characters from another poet's works who I cannot think of right now and I believe it's Uranus or Neptune one of the far out ones um, but pretty much every other moon is a Shakespearean character mm. or a Roman god I believe don't quote me on that though as we, <laughs> as we, that's alright as we move into our fourth uh, answer Ernie Bert. Ernie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, um, Ernie. I mean, I I do go with Bert and Ernie. Um, yeah. If, and without Tipster saying if that's right or not, what would be the pinpointing fact about him? Uh, I'm trying to think of what's special about Ernie that none of the other Sesame Street Muppets have or do. I know that he is a two-handed puppet. So actually it takes two people to handle him because you've got one person doing one arm and his mouth and then the other person is using his other uh, arm. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe he's the only quote-unquote person that is like that on Sesame Street. That's my first guess. Okay. I, I yeah. only recently found out Big Bird was operated by one person and one person alone, and I'm like, how how do you how do you keep <laughs> your arm that high for that long? An inane amount of strength goes into that. Uh, Jay, any ideas? Yeah, so I'm also thinking Ernie, as in Bert and Ernie. Um, my thought is maybe uh, maybe this is some sort of rubber ducky question. You know, uh, which oh. which Sesame Street character uh, likes to sing about his rubber ducky? Uh, oh, that doesn't really, doesn't really seem like uh, <laughs> the kind of question you'd see all the time, though, so I'm not sure. Splish, splash, I was taking a bath. Um, <laughs> it's literally just, uh, what is the name of Bert's roommate in the children's show Sesame Street? <laughs> you... Wow, that's... <laughs> Boy, that's that's when you say you're taking it simple with some of these. That's like these are yeah these are taken straight off uh, that website that I mentioned earlier, Pub Quiz Questions HQ. This is a free repository for pub quiz questions, um, and yes, a lot of these are base layer. A lot of these are skimming the surface, and if you dig deeper, uh, there's a lot more that you can find. Oh, listen, there's nothing wrong with these. Oh, there's absolutely questions yeah i mean um you know i i regularly use it as um a sort a, a springboard almost um mm -hmm. as a kind of okay but what else you know um so uh with that in mind your next answer is belfast 
Jay, I am no good at geography. Neither am I. Um, I so... will. I will let you know now. It is nothing to do with geography. Okay, so I was. <laughs> I was just going to say that that's Ireland, right? Um, but Okay. Um, well, if it is Ireland, what's in Belfast? What are some things that are in Ireland that are famous? Uh, I, I, I'll go with the Blarney Stone to start off with. What else is in Ireland? Okay. Think less about what is in Ireland and more what was in Ireland. Snakes. Okay, L- okay, a little bit more recent than that. A little bit more recent than that, actually. <laughs> a little bit more recent. Uh, hmm. So, something like newsworthy? Yes, very newsworthy. Um, this wouldn't happen to uh, be related to one of the team names that we saw earlier tonight, was it? It may or may not be. <laughs> I think I might know what the answer is. Okay. Go for it, Jay. Yeah, so I think this is... Um, Belfast would have been where the Titanic departed from. Uh, or, yeah. Well, it's in what city was the Titanic built, built? Yes, um, I believe it departed from. Hold on, because I, I, my brain is saying that it didn't um, depart from Belfast. They, uh, it was Southampton, wasn't it? Yeah. So it was built in Belfast, moved to Southampton, and that's where it had its maiden voyage. Um, but yes. What city was the Titanic built? Nice, nice pull, Jay. You know, first of all, yes. Uh, fantastic that you got that, because I don't think I was going to get anywhere near that. Uh, secondly, this almost feels like little miniature uh, keyword challenges, which I'm, I'm kind of liking that. Uh, <laughs> right, and, okay. And thirdly, it's, it's almost like showcasing that both Jay and I, and probably any host could take an answer more easily and build a question around it than just racking your brain saying, I got to think of a question to write. Maybe, you know, starting with an answer is the way to go sometimes. Because, I mean, we, you know, just hitting on Brazil and we came up with two or three different ways to take it. And, you know, that that's this, this is turning out to be a, not only kind of fun for us i would hope but uh a good brain <laughs> exercise <enjoying> it. <laughs> I, yeah i am okay so uh so your your sixth question we're more than halfway through now two the number two all right i have <laughs> i actually have a thought okay go on uh what is the only even prime number okay uh so good Good thought. Uh, not the uh, not the question. Um, no, <laughs> that's uh, exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> I will. I will say that Corey will love this question. Which is the angriest asshole number? <laughs> One is the loneliest number that could ever no, uh, be. Two. Uh, well, well, I mean, three is the magic number. One is the loneliest number. Two is the angriest asshole number. <laughs> Okay. Casey, Casey in the Sunshine Band, the biggest hit you never heard. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny that Jay and I are kind of hitting upon some of the same strings, you know, right off the bat. I mean, for you to say two and both of us think, oh, even prime number. Yep. Um, I'll give you that this is in the realm of science. 
Oh my god. <laughs> and Corey would love this question. What does I mean, I've only done like, you know, eight I, podcasts with him. What I can guarantee you Corey has asked this question at some point. Oh man, Jay, uh I'm I'm dying over here. I don't have anything. Yeah, I I had a big a uh, big smile on my face when I was about to say even prime number. Um, <laughs> I'm and, so sorry. Uh, not anymore. Um, I guess my question is this: is this maybe something about um, like quantity? Like how many something are there in the world? Uh, in um, a way, yes, but not in a direct fashion. Um, all right. Are we in the realm of chemistry and elements? Yes, chemistry and elements. Um. Does it have to do with helium? Yes, it does. Oh. Number of uh, well, protons, right? The atomic well, I mean, number of helium, yeah. Yeah, the atomic number, it has two protons, two neutrons, and two electrons. Yep, that is. Yeah, and it's that, the... Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if our listeners know this, but Corey wrote an entire round once on helium and the atomic number two. Literally an entire ten question round. Uh... They definitely asked this at some point. Um, I I wrote this originally thinking that Corey was going to be on the podcast because we had to Aww. change our, our recording time. Uh, your 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 next um, your next answer, uh, Michelangelo. Uh, the uh, statue of David is kind of where I'm going. Uh, my thought was the uh, most radical of the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I agree with you on your on your perception, but unfortunately, James, you're going you're barking up the wrong tree. All right. Well, um, I I will agree with Jay though. Uh, does this have to do with the statue of David? Uh, it has to do with it, but it has to do with much more than that. There's a list. Oh, what else did he do? See the uh, Sistine Chapel guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just gonna. Cap it there. Is it is it a list of accomplishments and you have to guess that it's Michelangelo? Yeah. So Jay, can you think of anything else that he's done? Um, well, unfortunately, I, uh, I unfortunately I've already question slash answer. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. I wasn't looking at my screen. There it is. Uh, so David Pieter, The Last Judgment, and the Sistine Chapel ceiling, and notable works by which Italian sculptor, painter, architect, and poet Michelangelo. Um, Gnarly dude. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, your next one is Gee. That is spelt G H E E. Oh, okay. I see. I was thinking it was the uh, G I, which was the white uniform worn by a certain martial art. That's um, what I was thinking. Oh. Do you know what Gee G H E E is? Because I have I no idea. Um, okay, I believe this is in the realm of cooking, and okay. it, it's specifically um, a, a butter product, and I want to say it's like when you clarify butter and it separates into uh, solids and liquids, this is the pure solid part. Okay, uh, yeah, that's, that's it in Indian cuisine. <laughs> what name is given to clarified butter? Cool. There we go. Oh, all right. Uh, question, well, answer. No, I don't really know how to format this. 
So answer nine, Dead Poets Society. Yeah, it's a Robin Williams movie. <laughs> there um, are a lot you know of what? Robin Williams movies. Let's narrow it down. Well, no, well, um, well, Dead Poets Society was the movie. I'm kind of thinking, oh, Captain, my Captain, because isn't that the, the scene where they all stand on their desks? And I, I haven't actually seen yes. it. Yes, it is. Um, and when you said, uh, oh, Captain, my Captain, uh, it who was that about? The poet was about somebody. Um, so, Tipster, is this regarding the subject of the poem where everybody was standing on their desk saying, oh, Captain, my Captain? Uh, I mean, it is that poem. The oh, Captain, my Captain scene features in which Robin Williams film. Oh, well, there you go. Jay, you got it. Nice. There, you, there you go. Um, I'm just going to... Oh, uh, oh, I think it was uh, uh, Lincoln. I think it was Abraham Lincoln. Oh, oh that... What the, yeah, the, the poem was about. That makes a bit of sense, I suppose. I'm, I'm trying to rack my brains for it, but it's not... It's not, it's, it's late. It's not happening. <laughs> yeah, that, um... It does look like it was. Uh, Walt Whitman, uh, an extended metaphor poem about the death of U.S. President uh, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Let me know. That's okay. That's going in the back pocket. All right. That's, that's, that's a nice little chestnut there for something later down the line. Um, final question in this round, and I don't know how this will go. Um, the New Radicals. Jay, uh, do you know who they are? No. <laughs> they are a music group. And ooh, I would say probably in the mid-aughts, the 2000s, they had, I think, a one-hit wonder song. Okay. And I'm, try I'm trying to pull Jay along here. <laughs> you know? Like, come on! I, come on! Um, I will. I will say that with research, um, the the song you're referencing uh, did a lot better over here than it did over there. <laughs> oh, I love this song. Oh, so uh, do I. It was. Um, uh, if you don't know the title of the song, you might think it was called "You've Got the Music in You" because that's what you hear in the chorus a lot. Uh, the title of the song is You Get What You Give. So that's going to be what I believe the question is. Who is the artist of that song, You Get What You Give? Okay. Um, I have added a little bit extra to this myself um, because they were in the news earlier this year. Um, and that's uh, that gave us the question, which American group following their 1999, broke up following their 1999 hit with you get what you give, and reunited earlier this year. Oh, they came, well, that was, they, a, they came, was a few years off. They came back in January, um, and uh, I'm all... They, they pretty much turned around and said the reason that they did it is because they got a lot of, um, effectively, fan mail saying every time, from people saying every time they hear that song, they just feel that little bit better. And considering how the world is at the moment boy do we need to feel a little bit better <laughs> sometimes wow. um so they they reformed and they did a big i think it was in, in january or february they did a big uh concert 
um, thing so, parade. So they they kind of broke up because their song was kind of like really good. I mean, is that what the is that what you're saying? Like they kind of went out on top. Um, I I don't entirely know the reasons behind their their breakup, but um, uh, yeah, that they, they came back earlier this year. Um, yeah. Uh, I haven't actually done full research into it, um, but while I was looking, while I was looking to check if this was noteworthy enough in the US, I stumbled across the fact that they reunited. Um, uh, but yeah, those those are our ten que- the ten answers and questions. Um, yeah, I'm afraid when it comes to name that tune, I just kind of glaze over. Oh, right. <laughs> my eyes roll into the back of my head, and I just wait for it to be over. Okay. Um, but I think I might have one for you, Tipster. Do you want to try one of these? Okay, let's let's hear it. <laughs> so uh, I won't give you the category, but just as you were going through this, I was thinking of a question I did just yesterday, um, and the answer I had to this question was Jason Alexander, but not that one. Okay. Um, right, Jason Alexander. Um, but not that one. Oh my goodness. Okay, so this is an obscure Jason Alexander. <laughs> Just happens to share the same name. That happens to share the same name with the real Jason Alexander. No, not real. <laughs> the, the real. <laughs> the real. Would the real Jason Alexander please stand up? It's like Highlander. There can only be one. Wait, which uh, we're not talking about Britney's ex-husband, are we? We are. We are. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Are we? Wait, which Jason what? Alexander is? Wait, is is Britney's ex-husband the Jason Alexander that you're referring to in the question, or the one that you mean by not that one? Hold on. I, you know, I actually, well, I, when when you asked that to Tipster, I was thinking, how popular is our, you know, famous Jason Alexander, the one you're thinking of, Jay, over there? So go <laughs> yeah, ahead, did, Jay, explain. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I did a round yesterday that was um, celebrity spouses, just kind of honestly a bit of a trashy. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> TMZ type round. But my question was, who did Britney Spears marry briefly? in 2004 and the answer that i have on file is jason alexander but i was i was clear to say not that one so you're not thinking of george costanza (laughs) i love how i went straight for the answer and went no it can't be wait hold on (laughs) oh Uh, my goodness anyway you looked like you were having so much fun giving us answers i wanted to throw one in (laughs) i i uh, that yeah, I would. The thing is, if you'd have asked me about the other Jason Alexander, <laughs> then I don't think I'd have had a chance in hell. <laughs> but because, for some unknown reason, there has been this resurgence of Britney memes mm-hmm. on on Facebook and Twitter, um, uh, <laughs> and yeah. That, that that was kind of front and center in my head. <laughs> oh, so like, you were you just... were thinking of George Costanza? No, no, I wasn't. That's the trouble. I didn't even know who George Costanza was. All right. Well, who, hopefully we're all confused now. Who is George Costanza? 
you really don't know who George Costanza is at all. I'm trying to work it out, but A, no, it's that's, late. It's okay. It's an American sitcom character. Okay, so it's like your Cheers or your... Um, <laughs> what other sitcoms do American <laughs> quiz show hosts regularly ask about? Uh, uh, Fraser or um, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm or... Um, uh, 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 what's what's Full House or um, uh, Seinfeld? There you or, go. Okay, I got there eventually. <laughs> I did did the full tour, full tour around the houses. Uh, it's kind of funny that you brought up like Cheers and Full House. Those are, I feel like those are two shows that aren't like really pounded at trivia necessarily. Aren't they? I mean, I'll, I'll say Cheers is a was a fantastic show lots of emmy awards and nominations uh and and i enjoyed it but i also feel like it's just really not on the radar at all um i i think that you'll still be able to ask questions about it and get some nostalgia but uh yeah cheers isn't the the big draw seinfeld definitely still a big draw see i i i have that in in my head as a classic american sitcom um, much like Frasier, which is making a, apparently making a return. Uh, yeah, I think so, actually. Um, um, but uh, I don't have a lot of information on. I that, don't so, have a lot of information yeah. on it either because classic American sitcom, and not not my not my monkeys, not my circus. Uh, is is <laughs> sometimes how how I think of that kind of thing. It's like I will worry about it when it comes out and people start pestering me that you know you should really watch this because it is actually funny but that that brings us kind of to the end of today's episode so uh wh why don't you see us out james where can people find you oh they can find me james key the trivia nerd uh actually at a new place literally called pizza place uh it is in the Hikes Point area of Louisville, Kentucky, and I'm doing a show there on Wednesdays now. Uh, you can still find me at Hideout Pizzeria in Valley Station on Tuesdays, uh, and we'll see if I get any more venues or drop-in <laughs> in the near future, but uh, that's where you can find me right now, and I'm sure hoping that I can get back on to some of the, uh, you know, big charity shows and fundraisers and just fun stuff that some of the uh, businesses and organizations and schools like to have. Um, you know, you can also find me on a fundraiser. I, I, actually, I don't know if they're going to... This When is this coming out? Uh, uh, June, is that right? This is going to be start of June, yeah. Theoretically. Oh, well, I will have just participated in a UNICEF fundraiser. It's a 24-hour uh, trivia uh, marathon, and I'll be hosting one of the segments uh, for uh, some video game trivia. So hopefully, you can find an archive of that and have some fun with it. Oh, but, is that uh, the quiz, quiz, bang, bang one? Yes, that yeah. is correct. Uh, I can't for the life of me remember when that's going to be. Is that bad? Uh, May. 
20. I mean, it will have been and gone by people yeah. by the time people hear this. So <laughs> yeah. we absolutely, it, this is just personally for me more than anything. <laughs> it uh, has it has already happened, it's, folks. It's so, been and gone. Uh, <laughs> but uh, check out Quiz Quiz Bang Bang and they will hopefully have an archive of the mayhem that happened for those 24 hours we did trivia. Uh, Jay, where can, where can we find you? Yeah, so you can find me... Um smartypints.ca but uh, probably your better bet is to go straight to Twitch. I do a lot of streaming on Tuesday nights and Thursday nights, usually 9pm Eastern. Uh, that's twitch.tv slash smartypintstrivia. I've recently learned that there are other people using smartypints for their uh, trivia company name. So <laughs> if you're looking for me, I uh, actually had someone call me from the States saying, hey, I need help with, uh, with trivia on Thursday. What are the topics for the true crime night? I said, I'm oh. not doing true crime. Uh, wow. <laughs> he said, no, I, I need help. I want to talk to Susan. I'm like, my name's not Susan, and I'm the only guy that works here, man. <laughs> anyway, if you're looking for Smarty Pints trivia on Google or Facebook, Instagram, whatever, look for the beer-drinking monkey. That's me. But uh, And <laughs> twitch.tv slash Smarty Pints trivia. And finally, you can catch me every Sunday at the... Later time of 8pm British summertime, uh, 2pm Central, 3pm Eastern, and midday Pacific uh, for your weekly installment live from the Pinnacle Larder floating somewhere in the Antarctic Ocean um, at play.pinnaclelarder.com. That's play.pinnaclelarder.com. And if you type in the name of the social thing, .pinnaclelarder.com it'll take you straight there um, finally uh, where you can find us the Quadrivia podcast if you have any suggestions for topics you want us to discuss on a future show um, keyword challenge suggestions or uh, any feedback anything that you want to comment on uh, in this show and uh, want us to take a look at what you think uh, quadriviapod at gmail.com is our email address uh, you can also contact us at QuadriviaPod on Twitter and on Facebook and our website, QuadriviaPodcast.com, where you can find more information about the podcast. And finally, uh, Patreon.com slash Quadrivia, uh, where you can become a patron and have exclusive access to uh, bonus episodes, monthly AMAs, uh, nice stuff, apparently, is what Corey's put on the webpage here. Um, uh, a a trivia round topic of your choice. Um, merch. We have merch now, which I didn't know. Um, and uh, some exclusive extras as well from uh from your host. So uh, a a picture, apparently, uh, <laughs> and um, and in fact a uh deep a drunk deep dive on a particular topic for your amusement um that's so just some of the many things that we've got on offer on our patreon patreon patreon.com slash quadrivia um and that's pretty much it from us tonight so do we have an outro uh Something just about, uh, uh tip the waitress or whatever you were saying before uh, yeah, yeah. Tip, tip your bar staff and your trivia hosts. That's a good way to. In- Actually, we should probably end all of our because that's the way the 
you know, the comedians do it. We'll just say, uh, you know, try the veal. Don't forget to tip your staff. And, uh, <laughs> try the good veal. Night, what kind of place is you dining? <laughs> the veal. Appar- apparently, all the comedy clubs from the seventies had veal. <laughs> veal. Hold on. Hold on. What? Okay. Well. Sounded like it should have been uh, like a video game alert or something. You're, uh, <laughs> is, is, you is require that what you more did? pylons. <laughs> <laughs>